Hello, and welcome to Building Sustainability Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Hart, aka Jeffrey the Natural Builder. Building Sustainability consists of conversations with designers, builders, makers, dreamers, and doers, exploring the wide world of sustainability in the built environment by talking to wonderful people who are doing excellent things. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Building Sustainability. It is currently January in 2021. Happy New Year to you if you are listening at that time. Today I've got Faye Blake from Live Intuitively talking about Ayurveda and preventative medicine. And you might well be thinking, what on earth has that got to do with sustainability in the built environment? What I've realised in myself as well as others, I think when we're really focused on doing good uh, when our jobs and passions are focused on you know, creating a better world, I think sometimes it's pretty easy to forget to look after yourself. I certainly have suffered pretty major burnouts because of that. You know, it's a it's a sort of calling. It's a um, a need to to keep going and working and working as hard as you can, and really putting everything in because you believe so strongly in what you're doing. And then you have a little fall over and then you're kind of out of the game for a little while, uh, maybe always. And so having experienced that myself, I wanted to talk to someone about that and how we can you know, create sustainability in our bodies and how looking after ourselves first can allow us to give outwardly more. So I met Faye over the summer and she is actually one of my boat neighbours and as soon as we started talking, I knew that I wanted to, to find out more about what she was she was working on and getting her in for a podcast was a, the perfect way to do that. This conversation was recorded towards the, the sort of latter end of, of 2020 before we went into second lockdown. So this was actually recorded in person and I have to say it was such a joy. I've been really, really appreciative of everything that recording over the internet can do, and it's meant being able to be connected to, to many great people. But there is really something in just having someone in the same room as you to to talk and to, to react. I think it's it makes for a much better conversation. Okay, that's me waffling on. I'll be back at the end to talk about what extras will be on the, uh, the Patreon site and to tell you one of my achievements from 2020 that I forgot to tell you in the last episode. Okay, enjoy the episode. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, I was interested to talk to you as I explained in that email, Mm -hmm. the sustainability of yourself, Mm. I think, is massively, like, neglected. And especially in my own personal life, well, in my own professional life, I guess, I was so focused on creating buildings that I thought were saving the world, Mm -hmm. I feel that they're saving the world, that I completely neglected my own self yeah. uh, and then you know kind of got to the end of last year and had a little fall over did you uh, <laughs> a little wobble <laughs> yeah and uh, and so when I heard what you were doing and uh, yeah it really like chimed with me that to be sustainable outwardly you need to be sustainable inwardly yeah absolutely it's like um, the more you want to give the more you have to deeply rest and deeply nourish like, yeah um, yeah Refill your own cup before you can give out of it. Give from the overflow. Ooh, mm-hmm. well, that's a nice way of looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> rather than deplete. Yes, mm. I was definitely depleted. Mm. Um, Burnout. Yeah, yeah. major. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's quite a common thing. Certainly when you feel like you're doing you know, a good cause, so like climate activists and things like that, you yeah. know, they tend to have a, a very short lifespan of, of being you know, really sort of hard nose and into it and then mm-hmm. go, no, I can't yeah. do this anymore. Yeah, and what happens, people normally wait for that nosedive before they make a change. Mm. And that's how we're, like, we're not really taught to do pre- preventative and, like, keep ourselves in alignment. We kind of wait and deteriorate and then go, oh, actually, I'm just going to do this a little bit more until I get a diagnosis or until I get this, till something goes wrong and my body screams, like, loud enough. Yeah. Then I'll make the change. Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of a mindset of push 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 and do more that sort of sounds like climate change as well yeah <laughs> it's exactly the same <laughs> we'll just wait till we're on fire and then we'll we'll think about then it we'll get the hoses out yeah <laughs> um yeah so why don't you explain uh what's i guess the the basis of your your work and, and yeah and what you're doing so ayurveda is at the core of my work and in a nutshell, it is a preventative form of medicine. So mm-hmm. it's what I really love about it is that it's four or five, whoever knows how many thousand years old it is, and it's this age-old wisdom. It's not new. It's not just suddenly come about. Um, and it's been passed from teachers to, to student, and it's all about embodiment. So it's like mm-hmm. what works for you, you use yourself as like a laboratory. You do a lot of nice. <laughs> yeah, self-observation, and, and that's what really you have to do is cultivate a deep self-awareness and see how you're spending your energy how you're refilling it and what's making a difference how it's creating imbalance or creating more of a deeper um 
keep a well of energy or or not mm-hmm. yeah so it's preventative in the way that we can get our body in alignment and recognizing that we can listen to ourselves and our own um values and voice and living in a like a deep integrity but as soon as we start living out of alignment we create what you call a um an armor or like an undigested residue within uh-huh. the body okay and i can talk a lot more about that because i'll tell you what creates that and then it kind of makes sense and it's from this armor that our cells stop functioning we get fogginess in our minds mm-hmm. uh, we get um lethargy and depression or anxieties things like that so the more armor we've got the more we live out of alignment that starts to create disease and it's not until we get to almost the fourth stage in ayurveda of disease that western medicine recognizes it as a disease right which is super interesting that is so fourth stage i suppose is like a, an outward symptom so or... diagnosis yeah right. so say the stages before that would maybe be like oh i've got a bit of bloating or i've got gassiness and we, we describe it like that like oh there's not much going wrong and then it gets to the fourth stage which is like you've got ibs or you've got and it's got, got an you. actual label or a name yeah whereas in ayurveda they'll recognize that we're made up from the energies of the five elements outside so the mm-hmm. macrocosm being the universe and the planet is built from these five energies and us as a microcosm can't separate ourselves from that that's why it's like seasonal and rhythmic and it goes with circadian rhythm and we're built from those five energies so when we go out of alignment and we increase one of the certain energies so the one I described there, having gassiness and bloating, mm-hmm. would be a, an air and ether elements. We've got those inside us. They're building and compounding, and that's how it's recognised in the early stages. Uh-huh. But later stages would be things like, yeah, so IBS would be one of them. In the mind, it would be like anxiety, because it's like lots of busyness and thoughts and going over well. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, more air in the bones might be like oh I've got cracky joints and then it might be like oh no I've got osteoporosis or I've got things like when it goes to extremes so yeah it's recognizing it at the beginning where the elements are in and out of balance before they get okay too far nice (laughs) Uh, and what are the five elements five elements so um beginning with ether from ether comes air and then fire water and earth okay and each of them have got their own qualities so if you think about air it's really um it's really light it can be naturally it will be quite cold without the heat or the warmth of the sun like the air in the evenings Mm -hmm. cool um to the opposite extreme with earth it's got a real heaviness and a density and an immobility about it so that shows up in the body that would be um so in the body it'd be like an excess of tissue so like weight gain uh, or like growths when you get growths in the body on the surface or inside that's an excess of the earth element and then in the mind when you get a heaviness and like a cloudiness that's depression and lethargy and like oh i can't even see through this fog kind of mm-hmm. feeling yeah that's the one i know the best that's the one that I, yeah <laughs> that took me on this path <laughs> right okay oh i think we'll come back to that <laughs> could also speak more about the kind of pulsation of pushing 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 and how you have to refill Mm. and that burnout is when you're going 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 and you're not putting energy back into the body and taking the time in ayurveda that's called spanda so it's like recognizing there's a pulsation to everything in life Uh when we live like if you listen to a song and it's got a rhythm to it like it's really beautiful if you hear like things just crashing around and there's like an arrhythmic part of it it's just like a bit "Ah!" yeah and that when life is like that and it's chaotic and it's like here there and everywhere that's when our body naturally our 
pulsations in our natural um, rhythm goes out of alignment and that's where it's it creates this um, talk about cellular communication and how if you've got this armory they can't communicate properly mm-hmm. if you've got a rhythm within the body then and you're also feeding it with foods that perhaps aren't natural and they're like processed and they've been made in factories and man-made this can create not only a dullness and a and a and a dumbness between the cells but trigger them to replicate in the wrong way okay so then that will then lead to different growths or different um yeah so the dna replication essentially will will go off par and it creates like autoimmunity where the body starts attacking itself Mm -hmm. so that's when you push 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 and you're not refilling autoimmunity is one of the biggest things that come out of that Mm. and because our modern life is so fast-paced and so kind of external and do more be more and all of the phone everything yeah <laughs> the autoimmunity like there's new ones being labeled and named every single year right oh i so, thought it was just a, a single no there's like right. so autoimmunity is a bracket and it might be um your thyroid or it might be psoriasis or it might be rheumatoid arthritis like all of these come under the bracket of your body's attacking itself but mm-hmm. at the moment they're like we don't know the answers to those because they're so new and they are modern day illnesses and diseases because of this um fast paced like burnout kind of depletion yeah yeah so that's i love the way my teacher describes it my teacher's kate stillman and um she describes it as in like so if you see us as a bucket mm-hmm. and so if we're nourishing like what i'm saying about if you're nourishing yourself and you're refilling your bucket you can give from the overflow mm-hmm. whereas if you don't nourish yourself and don't look after your body and your mind and your spirit on all levels it creates like holes in the bucket like it would do on anything you just use and use and it mm-hmm. would wear and tear and then you get leaks within your bucket <laughs> so whatever you're putting in and trying to um look after yourself with it's essentially just falling out because you haven't created that um that integrity and, and mm-hmm. refilled all the holes is it possible to fix your holes once you've once, once you've put holes in your bucket <laughs> once you've got a holy bucket can you refill it yeah. um yes yeah absolutely i mean it depends on the tree like that tree of disease that i'm talking about the three that are kind of under the ground and then as soon as they come into light if it's kind of stage five stage six then that's where western medicine comes in amazingly mm-hmm. like because they can really look at it objectively from a study point of view and go like right this is what we need to do yeah whereas um yeah, Ayurveda is more about prevention. You couldn't go into an, an injure, like a car crash or something, and go like, oh, let's treat it with Ayurveda. It's like, no, you need Western medicine and all its like, a yes. incredible um, science to do that. But, um, yeah, to get the body then functioning well enough to receive all the medication it's, it's taking in and then get it back in alignment afterwards and get it moving and functioning and get the inflammation down from whatever's gone on, then Ayurveda would come in. Nice. So, yeah, you can feel the holes in your bucket <laughs> um that's just uh reminded me that i think it was maybe last year the government suddenly said oh we we're gonna put our energy into preventing people getting into hospital rather than like yeah uh and it was like a big what was the answer what was their answer well i think they yeah they've they've decided they're going to do it obviously things have have been somewhat scuppered <laughs> yeah uh by definitely you know dealing with the problem at the moment um but yeah i've i felt 
that that was a strangely uh, astute uh, sort of direction from the government. Definitely. And I'm sure it comes down to money Mm -hmm. uh, from their point of view. Yeah, it makes uh, so much sense. So much sense. And it would be a lot cheaper to do it in that way in education. And yeah, I think really looking at, I think going, I don't, not saying I'm going to do this, but I'd quite like the idea of it is taking this kind of thing to schools and to children who are just like so interested in it. And not only that, is the parents are interested in whatever the children are doing. Like mm-hmm. similarly to like yourself having such a strong purpose and like really wanting to do make a difference parents are like that with their children so they're like they'll do anything for their children and then they'll put themselves last Mm -hmm. but if you go in and go through the children and educate through the child then the parents start receiving it so i think that's a really good way if the government went in that way i think that would be that would be the key all right Mm. boris (laughs) (laughs) hope you're listening i know he's a big fan (laughs) he emails all the time (laughs) have him on next yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can i say one more thing on that yeah. pulsation please do because <laughs> i just think it really makes sense that pulsation that i'm talking about pushing 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 i love the analogies of like um no you can't see me but if you've got so you've got like a central line and you've got the pulsation going out and then you're going deeply underground like a, a sine wave a sine wave and if they're exactly the same then you're nourishing enough to be able to push again and the d- more like more deeply you nourish then the more you can give and the more you can push and without depleting and the analogies for that are both with buildings like if you the taller you want to go with a building the lower you have to dig into the ground Mm -hmm. to sustain it and then also with like um the higher you want to jump the more you have to bend your knee that kind of thing it's like it's a universal law almost it's this pulsation that um that is that is there through day and night and the moon cycles and the seasons the more we see that the more we're like ah kind of makes sense yeah it's the kind of thing that until you experience it i think and explore it and gain that self-awareness then it makes total sense Mm -hmm. it's the embodiment of the practice that that brings the knowing nice Mm. um one thing i realized i should have asked or said so ayurveda is that how um, are you yeah Ayurveda? Ayurveda? ayurvedic medicine which is ayurvedic medicine yeah or ayurveda on its own okay yeah uh, so Ayurveda, it, is it? It's related to yoga. It's the sister science it's to yoga. Science. Yeah. Right. So what does that mean? So it's um, it's yoga off the mat. So it's yoga in the kitchen, yoga in your relationships, low yoga in your everyday life. Um, so it's that. So yoga is it comes from the word yoke, mm-hmm. and it's union between yourself and your higher self, your inner, whatever you want to talk about, the divinity, and you, and off the mat it is that too. So it's you nourishing yourself um, with your best interests at heart, so uh-huh. deeply listening and, um, yeah, rather than the mental patterning taking over. This all sounds very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so making me maybe realise that I'm uh, not so nice to myself. No, no. <laughs> But our ways of being nice to ourselves, like this is what I've done for, or I did forever. So I was hairdresser for like 16 years or so. And it would be like up in the morning, work before going to the salon, go to the salon, work in the evenings, come back, eat a huge meal, have some wine, have some beers, fall asleep in front of the telly kind of thing. And that Mm -hmm. was my reward, like that meal and that wine, which is most people's, like you speak to most people and in the evenings, they're like sugar, 
wine, beer, TV, Mm -hmm. some form of like reward for them. And that is the kind of, that's the way in which we give so much that we try and refill with that energy. Whereas if we kind of wake up and nourish ourselves in the morning, so Ayurveda yoga traditionally you practice at sunrise and then in the kitchen you would make your food that you want to eat for the the rest of the day and you would Mm -hmm. do the other practices to balance energies within your body tons of different ones we can talk about but you almost have your me time and you look after you and nourish yourself on all levels before you give and Mm -hmm. then you get to the end of the day and you don't feel like you have to numb out or um reward or eat loads of sugar eat loads of sugar and Mm. feel yeah yeah, so that's what I that's what it changed for me. Yeah. Hugely. Cuz going through I went through 3 years of naturopathic nutrition and learning about the body from uh, mineral nutrient uh, macro and micronutrient angle, which is fascinating. I love it and I definitely use it. But it's it didn't help me with my drinking and smoking and overeating and binging, all of that kind right. of side of things. Yeah, yeah. And it was because it was almost a natural silver bullet. Like, take this supplement, it's totally natural, and it will help things. But it's like, you're not getting to the core of it. Mm-hmm. I remember the first slide in, in the nutrition school was, um, if you walk into a bathroom and the bath's overflowing, would you grab a mop and mop the floor, or would you turn off the tap? I was like, nice one, this is mm-hmm. exactly what I'm talking about. But ultimately, we ended up going, take these supplements, which wasn't the tap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a mop. Yeah, whereas to me, I made as a tap. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I read the or a website which said some of the tenants. There were some tenants of Ayurveda. The tenants of Ayurveda. Did Maybe I, this is a... <laughs> One of them said a deep connection between self and environment. Mm, yeah. So, that's that, is that a thing? Is in a nutshell I've, yeah it is totally and this is why i love like it's exactly kind of what you're doing so you're collaborating with the environment around you ayurveda is a knowledge and a wisdom it's not a it's going to cost you so much to buy all the superfoods and get all the things to make yourself mm-hmm. feel better it's like look at what grows around you what thrives in this season and how you can collaborate so you plant the plants that are going to thrive in this season you consume then you give back so it's this collaborative um yeah experience and it comes totally away from consumerism i think so. yes yeah good uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and it is it's just learning about it just as soon as you start learning and through the learning and experiencing because you're um again you're the subject so you're using it on your own body at that time you're removing this armor and this toxic residue that's hanging around between the cells so each time you're removing that through experiencing you're deepening the integrity and the communication which Uh then allows you to talk or or trust your inner self your intuition and what your body needs more and more and um yeah what i was saying about eating all the foods drinking all the drinks all of that i very much lived in my head and like what do i need to do and where like this this and this and then numbing out from that um angle but I didn't connect at all with my body. I didn't know what it needed and I wasn't feeding it what it asked for. I was just feeding it what emotion I was trying to soothe and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the more this armour is cleared, the more you can deeply listen and then feed it what it wants. And 
yeah and then you collaborate more and more again with the environment so it deepens and there's so many layers to it like mm. yeah I wouldn't <laughs> I didn't know this was possible at the beginning when I started I just thought oh I'm going to learn about the six tastes of Ayurveda and how it's a different diet yeah in essence that's what I thought it was I thought it was a diet and that's just like the teeniest tiniest side of it yes that when I was researching it I found a lot of things about food Mm. and and certainly the the very minimal interaction i'd had with it previously what it seemed yeah to be about food Mm -hmm. but then talking to you really yeah broadened that to things that really seemed to make sense to me Mm -hmm. yeah we just had that so i just had the we cleanse twice a year you Mm -hmm. know or, or ongoing as well like little cleanses in between but two big cleanses at the seasonal junctures between summer and autumn and spring and no winter and spring Mm -hmm. and so i just had the cleanse um which i ran it was like 15 days and there was uh 20 of us which was really fun all doing it together but part of that straight away i send a workbook out and i'm sort of letting everyone know kind of what to expect and we have a lot of calls around it but everyone's questions are like what do I eat what what is it and I'm just take a step back like it's really not about it's way more about when you're eating Mm -hmm. initially than what you're eating that kind of comes as secondary once you get into it's all about that rhythm and that pulsation so when you're eating it's so much more important than what you're eating initially Uh and then as a cleanse what you're trying to do is create space so you're trying to cleanse this armor from the body and to be able to do that you need to create space for digestion not only of the food but our emotions hanging around so if we're not i mean what we tend to do not i don't mean me and you but well maybe me and you but as a society as well is we don't tend to process emotions and experiences Mm. our way of processing may be to or, or not at all. My old way of processing emotions was just a drink. I can't deal with this right now, so I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And we don't actually sit and really work out like how that's feeling and letting go of it. So all of those are kind of putting a little box and put inside us. So the more we create this space and the more we lighten up through cleansing on our digestion, so we'll eat foods that are so easy to digest. We're not putting all this stress that these emotions, these old energies get to process at the same time. Mm -hmm. So more than anything, it's about the space between the meals that's so, so important. Yeah. So you'll never snack in Ayurveda. Snacking is just not a thing. You have like breakfast, lunch, dinner, maybe just two meals, maybe just one, depending on your unique like energetic build and what you need to nourish for your lifestyle and your stage of life and everything. But you'll never snack because it's more to do with the digestion in between and the assimilation of the nutrients in the foods than it is about overloading the body and keeping blood sugar regulated and things like that so that that all sounds very much like uh what is it the five two diet okay so yeah so like intermittent fasting and things like that. yeah yeah so that is uh so they call it rhythmic eating same thing intermittent fasting where you have like a feeding window and fasting window Mm. and yeah and that's one of the reasons that works so well so intermittent fasting is another way that oh yeah ayurveda for the win like (laughs) there's that and like the research and there was a nobel peace prize one on circadian rhythm and how we can't we shouldn't eat in like the evenings and in darkness um because it changes our the way our hormones are expressed okay um and 
yeah so intermittent fasting is a huge part of that and it's like digest together and then like digest from the space digest everything else that's that's going on yeah which yeah i i couldn't do it to start with don't snack like i was such a grazer i remember in the hairdressers i had like 45 minute appointments and between each one i'd be like something mm-hmm. and it would just be consistently grazing whereas going to like three meals and now mainly i have two meals most of the time <laughs> it doesn't matter but um it's the the space in between that you really noticed and it's that pulsation of like the more you experience hunger the more you experience satiation as well oh really so if you if you're really hungry for a meal and you receive it you're like that was amazing i feel great whereas if you're not even really hungry and then you eat it's just a bit like yeah meh. Hmm. Interesting. That's all. Yeah. There's lots of things all sort of slotting into place in my mm. head now. Uh, especially. So, have you done a vipassana yes. meditation? Yeah. Yes. So the the people that come back oh, aren't allowed to eat, eat in the evening. Yeah. And they just have a tea. Yeah. And that's. Yeah, that all makes sense. It does now. yeah? Because again, it it blocks the communication between the cells and your yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so you get into the deeper layers of digestion and digesting emotion so good oh, <laughs> another part of that is that like ancestrally and we'd have mainly um like farmers as as we would be farmers and we'd be up and they'd do all the real hard work in the mornings there's also a thing called the doshic clock this might be going off but the doshic <laughs> clock is like the energies that are prevalent at certain times of day and so in the mornings we're talking about the elements of water and air that's called the kapha time of day mm-hmm. from 6 till 10 a.m so that's the time of day where you can you're in your earth body so this is your earth body where you can feel and so you're at your strongest so that would be the time when they would do all the real physical work the hard labor yeah so they'd have, get up have breakfast use that breakfast as energy to fuel their their morning and then they'd normally have like a fairly early lunch and that to us so the pitta time of day is 10 till 2 and it's reflected because the sun's at the highest in the sky. Our um, Agni, which is our stomach fire, is at its burning at its peak. So that's when we can really receive and assimilate food. So that should be our biggest meal of the day. Mm-hmm. Whereas, again, we're used to coming home and having a huge dinner yeah. in the darkness where our stomach fire's out. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Little smolder. Yeah. Um, so having our main meal at lunchtime and then dinner used to be called supper or like supplemental Mm. and that would just be a top up so it's like just top me up enough so that as i'm going to bed which the energy is running out and i'm feeling my fatigue rather than eating at seven eight at night and food in its essence is energy right so if Mm -hmm. we're eating a huge meal seven eight at night we're not going to start feeling tired to go to bed so we're kind of like up later and then it's kind of watching netflix that keeps that kind of thing where we're just kind of like up and yeah also with the dosha clock that 10 till 2 the pitta time if we if we're asleep by the 10 p.m pitta in the evening that that fire cleanses all of our cells and digests the cells and our, our experiences of the day if we're up it's called like the witching hour 10 p.m is a witching hour mm-hmm. and then you get that second wind and you're like i can keep going like i'm so focused so pitta also is part of focus so if you're not a bed by 10 then you're going to get that focus, but you're also going to deplete because you're not going to get the um, digestion or the cleaning house kind of thing of your body overnight. Detoxing, that's the word. Okay. And it's that, it's, well, sort of my my instant thought was, well, surely I'm, you know, I go to bed late, so it's going to start later. 
and I can just sort of shift, rotate that whole whole thing yeah. through. But then, is it related to you know the rhythms of the day? And exactly that. So you can't you can't cheat it. <laughs> well, you. I'm not trying. But if you're to going cheat. to bed, like, yeah, you're trying to, like, how can I get around this? No, I'm just I'm just thinking about like you know different people that have maybe different jobs or yeah start at different times yeah. of day and therefore. People that have different jobs and night shifts and stuff even more have to lean into the rejuvenation, that pulsation. They have to really deeply Mm. get in rhythm around their work. So the kind of tricks around that would be to have their um, main meal before work, have their supplemental meal at their break or lunchtime, which would just be a top up to get them through work and then not eating when they get home, just having like, you can have like a warm golden milk or a warm like ogis building mm-hmm. which the ogis is to refill the holes in the bucket right <laughs> if you've got nice. a leaky bucket you've got depleted ogis <laughs> so having something like that so that your body's not having to digest there's nothing solid in there it's just a milk that's gonna help you sleep anyway with spices mm-hmm. and so there are little hacks and tricks around night shifts but what you're saying is you're going to bed fairly late we'll be back after a quick break hey there i'm mick from the mick and pat show That's right. And I'm Pat. Looking for a podcast that's like catching up with old friends? Well, you're in luck. We're here to bring you weekly doses of lifestyle commentary, discuss culture and politics, and top it off with the occasional beer and film reviews. But it's not just about us. We're a community. Our listeners are our kin, and we let you all have a say in what we discuss. So saddle up and join the conversation at The Mick and Pat Show. You can check out our website or find us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, if I, I mean, take, normally I'd go to bed about 11. Mm. Sleep then, or bed? Uh, sleep, I think. Sleep, okay. Yeah, but then I wake up pretty much every day at 7. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm one hour off yeah. that rhythm that you've, you've described. Yeah. Does that That's... mean I'm just not running effectively, or does that mean that I've got my own rhythm... That I'm it's just habitual, with. isn't it? We're habitual creatures, so it's like what we're used to and how mm. we've built ourselves up. So it's kind of understanding that if you went to bed by 10, so say you did reverse it all by one hour and you went to bed by 10 and you woke up at 6, if you get to bed by 10, they say like an hour before midnight is worth two in rejuvenation. Ooh. I know. And yeah, experience it, it is. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> So if you got to bed by 10, you were up at six, you'd have an extra hour in the morning potentially to do your morning rituals and practices to keep you in rhythm. So when everyone's like, I haven't got time for that, it's like, well, if you just shift bits around slightly. But that's where what I love about the, the course that I teach that I've got from Kate's model is that I've made just like one leg of it and another is habit evolution. And it's like looking at the science behind we're habitual creatures, like how thoughts build our words but words build our actions and then our actions build our identity Mm -hmm. and how people will say but i'm a night owl i can't do that and it's like that's your mindset teaching you that you're a night owl Mm -hmm. if you if you change that dialogue or become aware of it and start kind of removing it and changing it you start shifting and habit evolution is never oh i'm just gonna tell you go to bed at 10 and wake up at six just do that that's like well, how am I going to do that? It's looking really incrementally and looking at these tiny... So a 1% change will build way more than you just go in, I'm going to go to bed an hour earlier. If you just go, well, I'm going to go to bed at quarter two mm-hmm. and wake up at quarter two and just do it like these tiny little steps at a time. That approach is um, 
what we call the kaizen approach. You heard okay. the word kaizen? No. No, it's a Japanese word meaning small incremental changes. Okay. It came from, um, I might get this wrong. <laughs> it came from um, the, the output of um, labour in the factories during the war and it okay. was like rather than tell them they need to do so much more they would just give them a tiny bit more and how that build is like the amount that built way more than it would have if you just went in and Got changed it. it so it's this word that it's a really lovely word i probably didn't describe that that well but um a really lovely word where you're just looking at what's the smallest thing i can do like how easy can i make this for myself like yeah. let me not restrict myself or go into this, I need to be doing this, or I should be doing this, and in this, like, self kind of, yeah, having a go at yourself. Mm -hmm. But being like, what small thing can I do? So when you're looking at things like that, it'll be like, what can I set out in the evening that I have to trip over in the morning to remind me to do something? That's yes. like a Kaizen approach. Uh, I do that. Yeah, I do that too. Nice. <laughs> and then I still leave it behind, because I... <laughs> I'm relating a thing to a thing. <laughs> um, so my my friend at work, he always has the exact same lunch. Yeah. And uh, I remember talking with you where you said that part of your cleansing, or mm -hmm. one of the things you could do for cleansing, was just to eat the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it took... I don't want to speak for you, but it took... Yeah, that mental energy out of like thinking about what you're going to do and yeah. deciding and just sort of focused it on yeah, yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so a friend at work then said, you know, Obama has the same thing for lunch every day. Right. And um, who is that? Was it Steve Jobs had the same outfit every day? Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's things like that where you're just like, I don't want to think about this. I want to save that capacity. But yeah, yeah with food, it's definitely, it, I mean, it depends what the food is. If you're saying it's going to be like a cheese sandwich and crisps and a coke like that's <laughs> yeah maybe missing the point not, slightly, yeah <laughs> it's, it's not quite gonna do it but the food that you will mono diet it's called like a mono dieting is um called kitchery mm -hmm. you heard of kitchery mm -hmm. it's um rice and bean um one pot meal so okay. it's normally rice with yellow split mung which is a yellow split pea which is a mung bean split in half and you blend the two of those and you'll have them in different ratios depending on if you want to build tissue reduce tissue or maintain but it's all about the spices that you're putting in and um, if you want to use like a ghee which is pure ojus so that pure integrity and communication so if you use ghee spices with the rice and beans that is a whole complete protein whole complete nourishment for the body so it's not going to um need it's not going to miss out on anything, basically. So you can monodiet on that for months and months. Okay. Yeah. In fact, my mum used to do Airbnb before she moved, and she had a guy that came to stay. And in the morning, he would cook kitchery in his pressure cooker. And, like, you came regularly enough for her to be like, why didn't you just have the same thing every single day? And he said he had ulcerous... Ulcer I can never say this. Ulcerative colitis, which is, like, okay. a real deep inflammation of the digestive system ulcers and like it's really dangerous mm -hmm. um and he nearly died and he went onto this mono diet and healed himself came off of it and started eating again got it back again so now he just That's eats it. that for three meals every single day he eats nothing else 
Like you might add something to it. You might add a bit of avocado in the lunchtime and you might add a bit of cinnamon for breakfast or a bit of fruit or something, like make yeah. it a bit jazzy. But yeah, <laughs> it's a food that your body can survive on. <laughs> nice. Good to know. I will, well, next time I'm panic buying, that's what I... That's uh, what you need, right? That's it. <laughs> Um, so having said that it's not all about food, we've just talked about food Yeah, we've just talked about food for ages. Uh, so let's, why don't we talk about the other, with these other elements? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, again, it's an awareness, so recognising where they show up. Okay. So if you want to look at the, the ways in which, so if you're doing really focused work, that's going to be a fiery element. So each of the elements have qualities or directions um, in which they flow so if you're really focused and you're narrow the fire is the triangle symbol so it's like all of my attention's going in here but that's also like giving 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 so then you recognize oh, okay i'm gonna have to either do something really grounding or go back into a, a bigger perspective take my awareness out of that one central piece and come back and kind of maybe just go for a walk look at the sky for a bit and d- distill that intensity mm-hmm. so that's like action wise um the that sounds very valuable for my work by the way yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. you get so so like right there focused in that you can look at that and just be like my pitter's really high right now okay (laughs) tomorrow i'm gonna know got a really high pitter yeah um yeah so taking the opposites so the main quote in ayurveda is like increases like and opposites balance each other Mm -hmm. so you'll get People that in their natural constitution have a lot of pitta and they will naturally be like, right, I've got a to-do list and I can get this done and I can do this, this and this and like I'm on the go and they kind of won't relax as much and then their choice of working out will be like, I don't know, going to the gym and really hitting it hard or doing like a hot yoga or going for a run and then like pushing even more and creating even more heat in their body. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a real intensity whereas what they need is to do that opposite so the opposites balance each other what can i do to give back rather than compound because each time you're increasing the same element you're coming more and more out of balancing that one element mm-hmm. you have to bring the opposites in so would the opposite of that be like a yin yoga <laughs> yeah exactly that yeah so it's still like an activity still a, a sort of exercise still but yeah you're still moving you're not going to something what is the opposite of you know working out in a gym mm-hmm. uh i'm reading a book yeah I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay to I'm trying to, yeah. go for a swim maybe yeah okay so it's still like in that same field. that same world but a, a sort of different a walk, intensity yeah. different focus yeah that's kind of like in that exercise way and then but work ways it would be like okay let me rather than doing the action and the like actual making side of it it would be like let me go more creative and use the other elements like so the air and ether would be more creativity mm-hmm. which is two till six in the afternoon by the way so creative time two till six yeah. really so if you want to design if you want to um communicate bounce ideas around have a creative time it's two till six okay. and in the morning so two till six both times which you'll hear a lot of creative people love kind of either staying up really late or waking up early and having that time mm. to um to connect but that's so that's that time of day and then the six till ten which is the cuffer time is the more active physical time of day so you can connect in with with the dosha clock in that way when you've got a physical physical work Mm -hmm. another way that kate uses the elements and it's a totally different program that she's got 
is um she calls it master of you her program's called awake living around it and it's using the element to connect with your vision and your purpose and how you want to show up in the world and using the elements around you to refine that and get it in action so that will be you start off by initially thinking of a vision so every time you go around this circle of the elements it's not like coming full circle because you're revolving so it's kind of this this spiral more so Mm -hmm. so your initial vision doesn't have to be like oh it's my lifelong vision it's like me for this spiral around what am I doing and then you look at the the space element and the spaces around you where you live and where you work and if they're in alignment with the person that you're becoming or who you want to be or if there's things that pull you out of that and things that recreate this or re-cement this old identity of yours um so that's the space and then earth element will be our physical body mm-hmm. um fire is your your vision and really connecting with how you want to show up or what what your project is or what you're doing and getting that really laid out and then air being moving that vision through time and then you're coming back into like the water element. So water we all need, which we don't have a lot of. And it's kind of like fun and flow and connection and mm. also reflection. So it's like looking back at the previous cycle, what worked, what didn't, what do I need to change? And it's like, again, cultivating awareness. So you can take these elements in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than just that one that I initially thought. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, well with you know lockdowns being seemingly a part of our our life yeah um like what can what can people be doing to uh to balance themselves is that the the right terminology the you know if we're looking to harmonize or yeah um so initially i think like leaning into your curiosity like what about it sparks curiosity within you what is there that you think, oh, actually, that is probably where I'm pushing myself or that sounds like I'm heading on a trajectory or an angle that I potentially should hit pause and, like, reorient where I'm going with that. So I think that would be the initial part, like, what part of what's going on for you right now? Mm -hmm. If you keep doing and doing and doing over the next month of lockdown or three months, however long, how is that going to play into who you're becoming or how is it going to hold you back from who you're becoming it's that kind of angle initially mm-hmm. i would think and then how easy can i make this so <laughs> nice I like yeah that. so looking at what what would be the easiest thing that i can do to observe how these changes of these um these habits and these small habits what one could I pick up that's easily to easy to adopt, but I can observe in my body how it makes me feel, how it makes a difference within me. Have you got an example? Of an that? example of that would be, um, I'm going to wake up ten minutes earlier than I normally would, and and then again, it depends on the element that's that's prevalent for you right now. If you're a go 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 kind of person, it's like how can I just sit and be, or how can I? Maybe to gain perspective, this is what I've been doing at the moment, is gain perspective of the bigger picture. Like when life feels like, oh, I've got a to-do list and I've got this and this. And and I think that you could probably recognise when you've got so much drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, you want to get things done actually to get out. So I'll get out and 
sometimes I'll run, but normally just go for a walk and um, just be outside and be connected to the bigger picture and just be like, oh, okay, it takes that intensity out of it. So could I get up 10 minutes earlier and just go for a walk around the block? How does that change my day? What does that connect into the air and the, the well, just the elements naturally? How does that impact my day? So let me do that for 10 minutes three days this week or two days this week yeah. and then see if that makes a difference to the way that I'm approaching my day or how my mood changes. I haven't spoken a lot about mood and that really like so the energies really show up within the within mood and that's how I initially got into it as well. Like I was saying about the depression and kind of that fogginess mm-hmm. and that's the earth and water kind of elements showing up. But if you know anyone that's really quite like fiery and angry or even it may not be angry at, at like direction or you but it may be back at themselves they get really frustrated and self-critical and um or just things around them like annoy them that kind of thing that's pitter that's the fire showing up so it might show up in mood more than it does within um within the body and then vata which makes me laugh so i've got friends like this is where you'll see so, like someone will just be from one thing to the next and they're just like, how are you doing? Oh my God, have you heard this? And then they're on to the next thing and then they're like, oh, did you see that? Oh, where are these? Like, did I lose my kit? That kind of thing. That's like that scatteredness and that that is how it shows up within, um, within mood. And I think just creating space. So in the mornings, just getting up and getting out would be amazing for each of those. It would lift the fog, it would take the intensity out the fire and it would calm that, um, that scattered mm-hmm. mind. That would be a good one. I, Makes I, sense. Definitely. Well, I, I can remember an example last year where it was coming up to Christmas market season, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Go, go, go, go!" Making stuff, and then uh, Do somebody you have a store in the market. Uh, I used to. Well, yeah. I did last year anyway. Um, and yeah, the, like a few days before one of the markets, uh, one of the people in my studio came and bought pretty much all of my my coat hangers that I've got. Oh yeah, and uh, I was really annoyed no. because I was like, I've just made all these, <laughs> and what it meant was that I had to go back to the woods, the woods which is like just up there, mm-hmm. and I took a long walk through the woods and I looked at the trees and I you know collected some of the branches I needed, mm-hmm. and I came back just you know a completely different yeah. feeling and you know all that that stress and that go 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 like mm-hmm. real focused on being ready in time for that that market yeah it just sort of dissipated dissipated yeah yeah and i was really thankful to my friend for buying all my stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually really grateful yeah it is it's amazing yeah yeah being out i mean you know working with all natural products and being out it's just like that connection and the the feeling of it Mm -hmm. Mm. nature is such a healer one of the hardest ones so if there's someone which i have has a lot of earth and water within their constitutions they find it so hard to do anything like to show up or be accountable maybe unless someone else is there like if they're whole if they're going to do it for someone else then they'll show up but for themselves they're like i'm not going to get up at 10 minutes earlier and go for a walk so the best thing that they could do is either meet a friend mm-hmm. and like oh, I promised I'd meet them like so I need to do this and then they'll feel better for doing it but actually they wouldn't show up for themselves so it's good to recognize like how the elements show up within your mood and your kind of enthusiasm and yeah yeah so is everyone I guess everyone's sort of a, a combination of all these elements but yeah some are stronger and mm-hmm. yeah so you'll see 
Um, so those three doshas, the vata, pitta and kapha, they'll show up different, differently um, when we're in alignment and when we're out of alignment. So naturally we will have a different kind of percentage of each of those. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at symptoms, what you're experiencing right now and look at the qualities of those symptoms then you get to see which elements are high at the moment. So it'll say like, oh, if you can't sleep, and that will be like racing thoughts, then you'll know like vata's included. So vata's going to be elevated. If you have um, inflammation or like problems with your skin or um, I don't know things like itchy scalp or bits like that, then pit is going to be elevated because it's like that fire within your skin. So that's how you'll get to see when you're out of alignment. But when you're in alignment you can tell from people's natural personalities but also from their bodies so body type wise someone mm-hmm. that's really like small frame small boned would be have more air in their natural constitution and someone that's got more of a muscular natural physique even though they don't maybe work out or do much yeah it's going to have more pitta which is like um transformate or metabolism so uh-huh. pitta has real high metabolism so they're more people that could probably eat a bit more and um, their bodies naturally metabolize faster and then kapha would show up in um, bigger boned and kind of I love that kapha's personality wise are the ones that you gravitate towards like they're just quite solid and you're just like can I have a hug and they ju- it just feels amazing like someone who can hold you in their arms and like oh that's so nice that's like a natural kapha like they've nice. got a groundedness and a solidity about them. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I'm interested, I guess, in, well, you and, like, what's your daily practice? Or is, I guess, would your daily practice not be right for for everyone else? Uh, so is there's there a, a, what you'll call, like, a, it's called the Dinacharya, which is the daily rhythm, which would be similar for everyone. And it would just be slightly adapted um, to balance the energies of what's going on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there is a there is a rhythm to the day that, across the board is ideal okay so um can i can i have a sneak peek of your yeah (laughs) (laughs) so waking up before the sunrise is the yes which is easy at this well it's getting easier it's getting easier yeah at this time of year and um if you can actually experience in dawn or experience in the sunrise has the ability to turn the hormones in our body on and off so really yeah that's interesting because when i was just cycling uh-huh. uh three weeks of, of cycling and wild camping and i saw the sun set and rise pretty much every day <sighs> dream. and i felt yeah i couldn't i couldn't put my finger on what it was that i was feeling but i knew it felt like what was it <laughs> <laughs> i really i still can't uh magical <laughs> yeah i <laughs> I don't know if I believe in magic. No. <laughs> uh, I, there was some sort of connectedness. Some like I felt connected with the the day, with mm. you know the place. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear. Uh, yeah. That that's that's a thing. Definitely. And same. Yeah. Same with sunset at the other side, like you were saying. And it's yeah. It's not only in our like mind and our mood, but physiologically as well, which is yeah, it's fascinating. Uh-huh. And that's proven by science which is great <laughs> um so yeah waking up seeing the dawn is is perfect and then we have what we call the koshas within the body so these these sheaths so kosha translates to sheath um like the sheath of a sword mm-hmm. so these different layers of ourselves so 
we have five koshas and to recognize that we're not just a human body like we also have our mind and our emotions and um intuition and like you say connection to the bigger picture so that's that's the central channel of of us and so by waking ourselves up on all five bodies is the ideal in the morning so that we're not just functioning in this kind of physical body and kind of trudging around we're more connected to vision and purpose and and everything so the five coaches you could ways to wake each of those up so the food body would be um deep nourishment so something that's going to bring vibrancy and yeah deep deep nutrients from the local environment into your body like what i was saying what's thriving outside Mm -hmm. so in the summer when you get like dandelion and thistle to juice that and have that as the first thing you have in the morning so yeah the natural weeds that we call them like these wild weeds have a deeper root so they're more connected to the wisdom of the land um or the you want to say consciousness or just just deeper nutrients Mm -hmm. so um when people are farming and they get rid of those actually by allowing those to go through the whole cycle and compost they feed the top layer um of the of the earth itself so by us by consuming those we're waking ourselves up and bringing a vibrancy in this prana into our bodies um then there's the pranamaya kosha which is our breath body or bringing again the outside energy into our bodies and waking ourselves up our um circulatory system as our heart as a pump which keeps us going but our our lymphatic system which is our detoxification system doesn't have that so morning movement or breath work to heat the body up if we've been laying prone and stagnant Mm -hmm. for seven eight nine ten hours however long and we're not moving then by just waking up having a coffee making a piece of toast getting in the car on the way to work that we're not bringing any vibrancy into our lives we can't expect to be firing on all cylinders so Mm -hmm. it's like even just to do that kaizen approach and just do i'm going to do two minutes run up and down the stairs jumping jacks on the spot something to bring more breath and heat into the body to um kick start the lymphatic system and get it moving which will then in itself bring in this prana or life force and then wake ourselves up on on a deeper level Nice. So me cycling to work in the morning is... All the prana. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I feel so good. Yeah, definitely. And then, it, do you ever drive or...? Uh, no, not anymore. No. So I was going to say, if there's ever a day where you jump in the car, but you don't feel as alive when you get to... Definitely don't. No. And I noticed, well, I used to drive um, when I took the boat out to Symington mm. uh, to get it out of the water. I drove every day for uh, what a week and a half mm. and i just felt sluggish and yeah, yeah i've i was telling people about it and they were like oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a thing yeah well i could feel it uh, yeah so yeah and it's not even that like oh i'm building muscle or i'm building mm. like it's not that it's like this vibrancy of getting moving and getting the um energy moving through the body I had assumed it was just becoming unfit in, no. in the space of a week. Yeah. Like I could feel myself becoming unfit. But that makes that makes me feel better. No. <laughs> yeah. And if people can't get the bike, get on a bike to work, and they have to get a train or whatever, then just doing that in a different way, like the walk around the block, or just doing two minutes of something that gets mm-hmm. um, gets the body moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The other coasters are the the mind and emotions and then the intuition and 
the bliss body is what we were talking about, the connection to the whole. Okay. And each of those will be experienced through meditation. Okay. Even just creating a space to sit without thoughts. Um, we say without thoughts. I remember the first time I ever went to a meditation, I was like, how do you do it? How do you not think? <laughs> and he was like, just keep going. It will like... Yep. It's not even about not thinking. It's just about being still. <laughs> I was like, okay. So yeah, creating that stillness and that space to digest again and mm-hmm. our experience to digest emotion to digest and not just thinking about what's next what's next so meditation can do three all three layers yeah i know it's powerful so hang on what were the what were the last three the three so the monomaya kosher is the mind and emotions okay mind and emotional body so when we've got our um our mind running and telling us what to do and what we should be doing that's our mind or like i imagine it a little like chimp in the driver's seat (laughs) take it over and just be like yeah this is what you need to do today um creating space for that to to not drop out of thought but just to it's the space isn't it between the thoughts and and looking for that and then the emotional body is how um, intuition talk. so intuition which is the next one it's called vinyana maya kosha that's it speaks through sensation so when we experience like say you're gonna go for a job interview and you get like butterflies in your stomach that kind of nervousness that's mm-hmm. the intuition talking to you Got you. or you um like your heart starts racing that's like a, on a different like the energy is moving to that point that's the intuition telling you something or you know like, i just get a gut feeling about something so by creating this space allows us to feel into sensation when we've got that armor and the residue where we're not communicating we can't connect to intuition as deeply so the the space in the mind and space for meditation allows us to connect to that and then a really beautiful practice which i didn't mention is just to which threads all three is in the morning take two minutes to close your eyes where you are and then begin to remove yourself um from from your when i say remove yourself so so you sit in with your eyes remove yourself from your body now no i don't mean that (laughs) i just mean imagine looking back at yourself so what i do in the morning on the boat so i'll just close my eyes and then imagine that oh looking down and that there's me on the boat and then there's me in in canesham in bristol and then like in england and on the planet and up in the so you're gradually connecting to this bigger picture Mm -hmm. and it starts to take away that again autopilot of like life's just just taking over and it gets you to hit pause and just be like oh yeah so much more to this it's not all i me yeah yeah all of that it's like okay how do i play into the bigger picture so that's the the central part the central sheath the bliss body and um knowing that when we lean into that we're supported and we're connected like we can't remove ourselves from from the whole yeah so when we feel lonely and isolated we're not connected to that part of us what community or mm-hmm. yeah that's that one nice. <laughs> so that would be part of the the morning practice. there's so much to the daily rituals though to yeah. say but what i was saying about the bigger meal at lunch and then a smaller meal that's a huge part of it um going to bed for the sun like before 10 is a big part of it Okay. Yeah, I would so my, my incremental changes. Oh yeah, what are you be, doing? Well, I, you know, I'm going to claw back that hour at the start of my day. Bit by bit, though. Don't yeah. just be like. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, claw back like. Yeah. Like a little mouse. <laughs> like. <laughs> that, that, those claws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
and yeah, I guess the changing the the food patterns is one mm-hmm. I'm quite interested in. I've been experimenting with intermittent fasting quite mm. a bit. Uh, How have you been doing it? Uh, not eating breakfast okay. has been the main one. Yeah, and then I was playing with uh, doing twenty four hour fasts. Oh yeah, sort of. Uh, well, at its peak, I was doing two a week, mm. and I don't really do that anymore. No. I've sort of got out of the rhythm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's great. I guess getting re re sort of finding that, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, maybe a little bit of meditation in the morning would be with my extra would hour. Be great. Yeah, no. even just two like two minute time. I'm just going to sit here for two minutes, and then like if it feels good tomorrow, I'm going to do three. Like yeah. do that kind of thing. I went all in. So the course that I teach <laughs> now that um, that is Kate's baby is the 10 habits of Ayurveda so it's broken down into 10 and when I started it I was like yeah I'm going to do it so it's the pitta in me it's like yeah I'm going to do it more I can do this of course I, mean, I, can. I can totally change my yeah, life yeah that's how I <laughs> how I'm feeling right now I mean, I'm doing all I can just not to like suggest that I'm going to jump in do like, the whole thing yeah <laughs> um yeah and I did it I did it for the first quarter so it's a year-long course and it's broken down into four quarters I did it for the first quarter and then you have a little bit of a break and I just went off and I was like, and then I went to Bali actually, and my dad lives in New Zealand. I met him in Bali, and um, yeah, again, all the food, all the drink, all the things, and then come back just like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to try one bit at a time, <laughs> make this last. So this, the, yeah, this is all sort of ringing quite true with me. Like, I'm definitely someone who gets into a thing and does it a lot for a period of time, mm. and then like reading, I'll read books and I'll read them like crazy, and then one day. I'll break like my rhythm of, and it might be that I just go and see a friend and I don't read my book at the time I've yeah. been reading, and then that's it. I won't read again for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> so true, but that's what that's where the second part of the course, like the habit evolution, comes in because the more you make it so easy that you can't say no to, mm-hmm. the more it becomes part of your identity. So what we're essentially trying to do is like, oh, okay, if you look at the habits, all of the habits in a day that make you who you are, like. Even to like, I get out the same time side of bed, I go straight to the bathroom, I brush my teeth, I then go to the kitchen. All of those build the identity of who you are. So you, the habit evolution side of it is looking at ways in which you can jump in. So the, the habit cycle is there's a trigger, a habit and a reward. Mm-hmm. So you look at the three points of it and you're like, oh, okay, there's what trigger can I use that I can tag another small habit onto. Oh. So then you can't say no to it because it's like, oh, it's there and I've, I've, like, it's reminded me to do it. It's not like suddenly going, you need to add this into your day. You're like, how can I do that though? And that's where the coaching side of it comes in. Nice. What's what's an example of, of that? An example of that is, um, so take the, the morning one. So if you, it's so ingrained that you brush your teeth every morning. Mm-hmm. If you put, so have you had a tongue scraping? Yeah. Yeah. So if you put I've a tongue screw, you've never done it. Once you do it, you'll never not want to do it. Once you see what comes off of your tongue really? from scraping, you'll never want to leave that in there. Okay. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so put in your tongue scraper next to your toothbrush. So that's like you're, you're jumping in the trigger of going to your toothbrush. You're jumping in and tagging that one on. So then the habit you end up having the two habits and then the reward is not only have you brushed your teeth and you've got a minty fresh mouth, you've also scraped your tongue, seen what's come off and now want to scrape your tongue. I'm pretty sure that that's meant to be in there, isn't it? All this... no. You're not just... 
I don't know. Well, it's not like you really hard, like you <laughs> you're don't not, like sanding try it. Your no, tongue. you're not sanding your tongue. You're just gently like dragging it forward. It's not even like a push and a scrape. It's like a gentle drag. Okay. But overnight, the the detoxing of the body then builds. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it depends how much you want to go into it. But there's like a, the map of your tongue shows the different organs in your body. Like mm-hmm. someone could look at your tongue and be like, "You've got a problem with your liver. Or You've got a problem with your right." Um, yeah. And it depends on the colour and the thickness and the, of the coating and the cracks on your tongue of what's going on inside. So it gets quite fascinating. But yeah, that's an example. Jumping. <laughs> Great. No, I like that. <laughs> Jumping on a, on a habit that's already really solid in your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, brushing your teeth is a really... I mean, it, it's hammered into you from, yeah. a, from a young age, uh-huh. isn't it? The best example. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to make sure I do all of my good work around brushing my teeth. All the things. I'm just going to put all the things. I'm put my trainers next to my toothbrush. Yeah. Can make getting out the door in the morning like really difficult. Um, nice. So let's talk about uh, live intuitively. Yes. Which is your thing. It is. Um, you've got a course just starting, is it? Uh, it started last week again. So I enroll every quarter, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, the last week we started again. So it's what I was talking about, the 10 habits. It's a 12-week... So it's a year-long course broken down into four quarters of 12 weeks. We have like a kickoff call and a closure call where we really connect with what we want to receive and who we want to be at the end of the 12 weeks. And then we go through the habits of Ayurveda and how we can slowly go through bringing mm-hmm. them into our lives. So like I was saying, when I first did that myself and I was like, I'm going to do all the things... Really, when 12 weeks goes so quickly and when it's so much new information, a lot of the people that come on the course are new to Ayurveda as well as trying to change their daily rhythms and and energies. So they're trying to learn all of the things at the same time. So what Kate's course was, first of all, it was 12 weeks and she used to enroll people every 12 weeks and then she was like, do you know what, I'm making this a year long because you can't change your identity that's been... I didn't find it till I was, what, 32. So 32 years of doing the same thing mm-hmm. and then just being like, oh, I can change this in 12 weeks. It's just, no, it's impossible. And I'm I'm with her now four years nearly and I'm still deepening that. So it's a, a year-long programme and the first quarter is to learn. So don't even put any pressure on yourself. Like people will say, and they do, like the ladies or the guys as well, they'll say, oh, I wanted to do all of this and then I've lost it. And I'm like, no, you're just learning it. So that mm-hmm. first quarter is really working out what is it what is Ayurveda how do I do this like how do I look at the energies in my body and then the second is to um sort of dive in and start exploring and being more of the subject the use yourself as a laboratory kind Mm -hmm. of approach the third is embodying them so then they become more of a part of you and then the third is they are now your identity so I'm the kind of person that gets up at this time and I I eat these three meals and I yeah, so one of the things that I love that Kate talks about is that actually structure, by structure in our days, creates so much more freedom. When things are ritualised and routined, mm-hmm. we, and, and they're just kind of ingrained within us and they become part of us, they create so much freedom outside of that. And, um, yeah, I can see that at the moment, one of the girls, so we've, we've done our, we've connected to what we want to um, receive this time around. And one of hers is like, I just want a lot more fun and flowing. I want to be more giggly. It's like one <laughs> She's like, I want more giggles. I was like, amazing. And that's, yeah, so as soon as you create more structure and then you've got your morning, 
waking yourselves up, getting all your bits done, you, you're able to give at work, you've already prepared your meal for the evening, evening comes, you've had a supplemental dinner, and then you've got this like freedom to be like, what do I want to do with this? I want to mm-hmm. play and I want to have fun and connect with family and friends. And So I really love that as it, as it goes through. Initially it feels like, oh, I'm taking on so much. But actually by Q3, Q quarter three or quarter four, it's like oh it's so I can breathe I've got more space around me my days there's more time in my days I've created more time yes. have I done that yes I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So thank you so much to Faye for taking the time to explain that to me. As you can probably tell, I had a pretty good time. That was quite an enjoyable chat, um, and I feel like I learned a lot. And obviously, I did none of those things that I said I would do um, because, and we talked about this afterwards, uh, I was going in for three things I wanted to change, and obviously the way to make changes is just to change one. So I am now back on that, and tomorrow is 10 minutes getting up earlier tonight, 10 minutes going to bed earlier. So thank you, Faye. Um, Make sure you check out her website, Live Intuitively. I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you'd like to hear, there's about 10 or 15 minutes of extra chat, which is mostly us chatting about bowel cleansing. Uh, And that came about because I was reading... Uh, a cancer research website or some sort of cancer care website and they were they were listing ayurvedic medicine as a as a thing that you could do to help with a, a sort of cancer treatment and one of the things that sort of caught my attention was that they added a, a sort of special warning to a section about bowel cleansing so uh, we were chatting about that it was a very interesting part of our conversation but to include that as well would have just been too much time so you can find that at patreon.com forward slash building sustainability and there you'll also find uh, a bonus episode with will stanix uh, a few hours worth of conversations with the earth building trainees there's extra audio from the sukita interview there's extras from lloyd khan And you can get the chance to send in some questions for the future guests. So that's patreon.com forward slash building sustainability. I wanted to tell you what I forgot to tell you in the last episode with Jana about my achievements of 2020. And one of those was that 
I didn't buy any new clothes in 2020. Um, you may have heard me talking about how I didn't want to support the, the sort of really water intensive clothing industry with promotional items for this podcast. Um, I also applied that to my general life. Um, I've only bought clothes from a charity shop. Um, I did have one little slip up where I bought my dad a t-shirt for his birthday and it wasn't until a couple of weeks later that I realised what I'd done. So, you know, no one's perfect. But I am rolling that goal onto 2021. Just one of the, the little things that everyone can do to show that there's power in our spending and what we don't spend money on. And throw away fashion items is definitely one of them. Okay, that's it. I hope everyone is looking after themselves and... I look forward to hearing about how your morning meditation has gone tomorrow. All the best. See you in a couple of weeks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.